On this case, we'll be doing a combination of porcelain veneers and some gingival recontouring. As you can see, when we look at tooth number eight and tooth number nine, the teeth do appear shorter than they should be. Of course, the average central incisor should be about 10.5 millimeters long, and these teeth are about 9 millimeters long. So we're going to add a little length at the gingival and just a little at the incisal edge as well to get a little closer to that number. I've had a biotemp stent made for us, and we have tried that onto the teeth now. This is at 10.5 millimeters uh, for the central incisor length, and the other teeth are sized according to golden proportion. So we're able to try in this stent over the virgin teeth and then hand a mirror to the patient and let them take a look at it and see what they think about our proposed increase in length, both at the gingival level and the incisal edge. So the patient has a chance to look at it and say, well, I think you know that looks too long or that looks great. Uh, we're going to do a little probing here. The patient's already been anesthetized. So in addition to probing, you'll notice we go right through to the attachment to see how much attached tissue we have and more importantly, kind of where the location of the bone is as well. We need three millimeters from the edge of our restoration uh, to the crest of the bone. We have uh, plenty here, over four and a half. So we're going to be able to just recontour the tissue a little bit and uh, not have to worry about the bone level. We're, we're far enough away. With the stent in place, we're now taking a micro-tip surgical marker and just marking the outline um, around the stent of where the ideal gingival contours would be for this case. And now we're using our diode laser, which is a laser smile from BioLase, to just play connect the dots, essentially. And you'll notice as the diode uh, laser cuts, we have a little more control uh, than we do with an electrosurge. And the nice part is you'll notice there's not uh, a lot of charring. Uh, if you, you might get just a little bit of charring if you have the laser turn up just a little bit uh, higher than, uh, than average. Uh, but it'll also cut faster. And that little bit of charring that you get will, in fact, be removed with a little bit of hydrogen peroxide. So using the diode laser, we continue to go around and connect the dots and cut the gingiva back uh, to the area that was indicated by the dots we made with the stent in place. And you can see how easily the tissue kind of peels off. Of course, one of the big advantages of doing it this way is that there's no bleeding at all in this technique. Unless you have an area where the gingiva was already irritated or inflamed for some reason, um, the laser can cause just a little bit of bleeding in an area like that. You'll notice we place the stent back on again to measure how much progress we've made. Uh, if you think about it, with the stent in place when you make the dots around the stent, the dots are really above the stent and a little farther or a little higher uh, than you need them to be. So we cut almost all the way to the dots and not all the way to the dots. So in other words, because of the position of the dots above where the stent is, if you cut with the laser till you can no longer see the dots, you would in fact have cut maybe a quarter of a millimeter too much off. We begin our veneer preparation with a depth cut. This is a three barrel. Uh, diamond you'll notice and uh, we're going to use this we place it into the tooth this is a 0.5 millimeter uh, reduction that we're going to accomplish here and you can see how the band that's not cutting you can see the mark of the metal on the tooth and that's crucial to make sure that you have in fact sunk that depth cutter all the way down to its depth in the tooth you need to see those metal lines you need to see the smooth section of the shank uh, against the tooth to know that you've done it far enough. And you need to rotate that so all three of those barrels uh, go to their full depth. They won't all do it at the same time either, which is why you need to rotate the head of the handpiece. Once the facial depth cuts are done, we're using a diamond, really any diamond you want here. The bigger the diamond, the faster uh, this will go. So I would encourage you to use a large diamond. 
and we're basically going in and connecting the three depth cuts that we've placed keeping in mind that there are in fact three planes on the facial surface of this tooth there's the gingival third the middle third and the incisal third and, and you can see we're rotating the head of the handpiece back towards the lingual uh, to be able to make sure we get that incisal third reduced towards the lingual we don't want to have buck teeth uh, if it was a PFM, that would be a spot that would have a tendency to be very opaque. In an all-ceramic crown, we're just going to have teeth that stick out too far to the facial and have kind of that buck look. So we want to make sure that when we're done reducing the facial aspect of this tooth, that we maintain the same three planes that are there on the virgin tooth. Just a tiny bit of bleeding there between uh, two of the teeth from the uh, handpiece, not the laser.